Boom! Good morning, good morning. On today's episode, I have the one and only Evan Carmichael. Evan is a return guest on the show and has a YouTube following of over 3 million subscribers that he has built over a 12-year period. Evan is on a mission to help people believe more in themselves, which he says is also his biggest weakness. This episode is chock full of value and is a must-listen. Check it out now. Have you ever had negative thoughts in your mind that you aren't good enough, that you'll never be successful? If so, you're not alone. I've had those thoughts playing in my mind ever since I took the leap to become an entrepreneur. It's a dirty, dark secret that no one likes to talk about as the glamorization of becoming an entrepreneur is shown in the media. I realized that in order to succeed, I needed help. We all do. So I decided to go all in on myself, spending thousands of hours in the trenches, reading, joining groups, listening to podcasts, hiring coaches to develop a bulletproof morning routine for success. Join me on my journey as together we build our morning fire to ignite our lives as entrepreneurs. My name is Jeff Wickersham, and this is the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. Welcome to the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. I am pumped up, excited. I've got returned special guest, Evan Carmichael on the show. Evan, welcome to the show. Let's go, man. What an intro. That's a great, I love it. I'm, I'm pumped to be, I got fired up just listening to that. That's great. Nice. I love it. I love it. Let's get into state. So I know you're a huge state energy guy. So we're going to do three power breaths. I define it breathing in through the belly, up through the chest. We're going to raise our hands above our head. Let's go ahead and breathe in and out. Good. Another breath in and out. Final breath in. And out. All right. Now I'm going to go power boom. And we're going to go three, two, one, yell boom and hit our chest at the top of our lungs. And three, two, one, and boom. boom. There you go. Love it. Love Dude, it. I, so, I was in state when I saw Jeff in my calendar for today. There you go. I love Instant it. Instant state. Let's go. <laughs> so we usually kick off things with morning habit ritual routine. Evan is a return guest. So if you want to hear what he does, go back to episode. 134. Evan, I wanted to start the show with a little bit different question. Okay. And that's going, around. Going, this is level two now. We're going. This level is level two. two. We I'm are like, going level wait, what, two. What episode number is this? This is going to be in the mid to late 400. So nice, man. Yes, yes. That's, that's I, anyway, I'm pumped. That's epic. Thanks. Thanks. I, I truly appreciate it. So I wanted to get in. What What is your biggest failure in life? And what's the lesson you've learned from that? The biggest failure is an ongoing one and it's the lack of belief. Okay. You know, it's, the, I, I think it's the world's biggest problem. It's also my biggest problem. I think it's everybody's biggest problem. The lack of belief to get to the next step. Um, the, the hard part is turning that subconscious to conscious, you know, it's turning that, okay, well, what is the thing that I want to do next that I don't believe that I can do? And once you turn it from subconscious to conscious, then it's having the courage to actually take action on it. And so I struggled with that when I was growing up. Um, I still struggle with it today. I've gotten a lot faster, you know, at, at finding it and taking the action that I need to. But it's everybody. It's it, you know, I, I as I got into the personal development field and I've met a lot of my heroes and, and end up collaborating with them, they all feel the same way. Like what if my book doesn't sell or what if I can't get to that list or what if it doesn't work out? It's still that nagging lack of belief in the back of our head. The difference is not allowing that thing to hold us back from actually creating the action, um, recognizing it into your conscious from subconscious and then having the courage to act. 
Gotcha. And I, I know you're widely respected, right? Ed Milet, Gary V speak, speak very highly of you. You've grown your YouTube channel to over 3 million subscribers. And today I really want to get into starting a movement, right? Because your movement, from what I'm hearing from you, comes from pain that you went through in, in lack of belief, right? It's, it's all around belief. So what was the trigger to start that movement? And then how did you begin that process? Because I would say there's a lot of entrepreneurs, people out there that, that have this burning desire inside, but they just don't let it out. So I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So my fundamental philosophy begins with humans are built to serve. So if you're not happy, it's because you're not serving. And we all want to wake up and feel like what we're going to do today matters to somebody. We all want to create meaningful work to somebody. Not, it's not enough just to serve ourselves. We want to feel like it's having an impact on somebody else's life. And for you, for me, for your audience, we want to serve the world, right? Like we want to have a big impact. We want to make our mark. We want to leave the world better than when we found it, right? It's like we want to change lives on a big scale, which is amazing and fantastic. For some people, like my wife, is just serving the closest people to her. You know, she's a glue for our family and she's serving the 25 closest people to her. That's how she gets that, that fulfillment. But in either case, you're built to serve. Humans are built to serve. And if you woke up every day, talk about fire. Like if you woke up every day and felt like today would matter, that you're going to create a piece of content, talk to a customer, get on stage, make a video, like whatever, whatever it is that you do in your business. If you felt like today matters and meant something to somebody, you'd show up completely differently than you felt like, I don't know, today doesn't matter. Nobody cares. If I show up, don't show up. And I think problem with most of the world, most of America is that most people don't feel like they matter. And then that's the sliding path down to depression, suicide, et cetera. Um, so that's where I start, you know, humans are built to serve, but now the question becomes, okay, well, how do we serve and whom do we serve? One of the most common questions I get asked is, well, Evan, how do I find my purpose? How do I find my passion? Well, that's not hard. You don't need to sit on a mountain for 20 years to figure out what your, your purpose is. Your purpose comes from your pain. Whatever you struggle the most with is the thing that you want to help other people through. Even how we started this session with uh, the power breaths and the and the boom, you know, you've learned that as a technique to really help you because you need to get in state because somewhere back in your past you weren't in state and you were the guy who who wasn't in flow and now you demand it of yourself and now you want to teach others how to do it as well that's where it's a lot more purposeful. Like if you had somebody who came up to you and said, Jeff, you don't know me, but I listened to your show. And by listening to your show, it transformed my entire life because now I have a morning routine that is bulletproof, just like you. And I get myself in the state. And what it's done is these things, these changes in my life, whether it's, you don't even care if it's business or not, even though, you know, entrepreneurship is a theme that you change their life and change their routine because they listen to you. That is fulfilling on such a deep level, way more than buying the coffee for the person behind you in line or holding the door for somebody. Like those little act of kindness are great. Right. But when you can see yourself in somebody and then change their life and give them hope and have their eyes light up to see that they don't have to stay stuck where they are, that they can move to a different spot because of a connection to you whether it's a call, a video, a book, or whatever you're making, that's the juice to live for. That's what you want to get addicted to. Um, and so that's how you end up 
serving and making it practical so that you can make money because I'm an entrepreneur and, and you have to be able to turn this into something that is profitable and makes money so that you can then go off and serve more people. Right. No, I, I love that example of impacting someone else at such a deep, profound level. And, and when those examples do come up, I throw them into an email folder or, or save them for those times when I might have a little lack of belief and I read those and, and recycle those. And that's such a powerful practice to get into because to your point, hey, you are widely successful, so respected out there in the marketplace, but you still have days where that belief might not be at, at such a high level as it was yesterday or the day before. And I, I feel like that's such a critical, critical piece to the equation. Let, let me share. I just, I want to vibe off of what you just said. So when I first started, it wasn't even YouTube. I was speaking. Okay. And from when you speak, you feel so great. Like when you speak, um, for me, it's not being the guy on stage. It's, it's the conversations after when people come up to you and said, Oh my God, like that aha moment for me really is the key. And I got so filled up from speaking from the comments after the problem was I wasn't speaking every day, you know, like speak once a month, I'm just getting started. And so it feels so amazing. Like this is what I was born to do. Oh my gosh, this is so great. Yes, finally. And then you wake up the next day. It's like, Oh, like, where's what, what am I doing again today? Right. <laughs> so I did, I did what you did. I, I, I pulled all of the comments that I got and any email that I got, and I didn't get a lot because I'm, I'm now it's easy because of the comments on YouTube and everything. But at the beginning, right. there were like two comments and then four comments and then eight comments. And every time I, I got it, my morning routine used to be I had a PowerPoint file where I'd put all of my comments in and I would play uh, Michael Bolton, I Will Go the Distance. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And, and, and for like two years, every single morning, that's what I would do. I would, I would get into the zone, Michael Bolton. I don't even know why, just that one song triggered me forward for some reason. And I would look at all of the impact that I have as a reminder of who I am when I'm my best self, because we very rarely are there. We're living more in the muck and we fall back down to who we used to be. And so that it was just reminded me, triggered me back to that thought when I was getting started in my speaking career. It's it's hyper, hyper, hyper important because to get to where you want to be, you have to remind yourself of, of what you're capable of. And the ideas that I think when you're feeling bold, powerful, confident are the right ones for you. And most of the time, our brain is talking us down from going off and accomplishing it. So those kinds of routines, I think, are critical. Oh, I love I love that. And uh, I, I work out in the morning, just push up, sit ups air squats and I, I play eye of the tiger from the Rocky soundtrack, there you go. right? Cause, cause that gets me, Hey, underdog, I'm going to grit. I'm going to grind. I'm going to keep getting off the mat. So, yeah. so I, I, I truly, I, I, I also, I, I'm trying to interrupt you. I just, I'm, okay. I'm vibing. I think, I think, um, if it's cheesy, but it works for you, do it. Mm -hmm. Right. So you might, somebody listening might say, I, the tiger, Jeff, that's like the most overused, overrated, <laughs> like song of all times. Like, I, it doesn't matter. It works. Michael Bolton, Go the Distance is a really cheesy song. I wear this. Like this is my, well, I guess audio listeners can't hear, but I have a, I have an outfit on and, it, right. and it's my logo and it's a hoodie. And when I put it on, I tell myself that I'm, I'm Batman going to work. Right. And I have a mannequin next to me wearing the same outfit. Cause what do superheroes do? They have in their, in their lair, in the bat cave, there's the Batman's outfit on a mannequin. Right. It's like, I want that. So I've got my back cave here. This all this stuff all means something to me behind me. And they got a mannequin next to me. 
that's wearing the outfit because I'm a superhero going to work. And that might be like the dumbest, cheesiest thing of all time to hear. And as I say it, it sounds really dumb and cheesy, but it works. So like if I, the tiger, while, while jumping in snow, like gets you ready for the day, I love it. And, and chances are it will seem cheesy and stupid and people might judge you. And if you share your routine with your friends or on social media, they might laugh. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm trying to change my life. What are you doing? Right. right. So uh, lean in on the cheesiness if it makes you feel good. I love I love that you brought up that that example and kind of expanded a little bit because recently through through you about a year ago, I changed my office, redid my office. And I noticed that I didn't have any pictures of my late mother around. And, and that's my why. Right. I, it'll be eight years in December that I lost her. I said, you know what? I got to bring pictures up. It's October. I've got a pink wristband on because we, we so shield away from the pain, but that pain can drive us. And I said, you know what? I'm wearing this pink wristband now for the rest of my life because I'm keeping that pain so near and dear to my heart that it's going to push me. It's going to pull me. It's going to drive me every single day. And to your point, you've got to put on that white lab coat and experiment. And who gives a rat's ass how cheesy it is? If it gets you in the state, wow, then you've got some, some magic right there. Yeah. I mean, I've got my mom behind me. Oh, I got to go this way on my wall. It's that's my mom, that's my dad and me when I'm eight or nine years old. And um, <laughs> luckily she's still alive. So, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to deal with that when when that point comes. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a great reminder. I love the I love the pink wristband. People might think, dude, what? who's this guy wearing a pink wristband? Like what? I'm going to go learn from this guy? Like, yep. Now, now you just got to put the little logo. You put the fire logo with the M <laughs> on the wristband. Um, but I think, I think that's it. Like, I think when people know the story, they'll, they'll connect to you. Um, and if they don't, then, then great. Like they don't need to be a part of your tribe. It's okay. So I know when you start out and I love it when you, you post on, on Instagram, Hey, you're, you're YouTube subscribers for throughout the years, right. And starting in 2009 and with 57 subscribers, and it wasn't until four or five years later that you hit over a thousand you know, what, what kept you going in that, that process? And did you, did you have help in along the way? Probably one of my greatest weaknesses is not asking for help. And I still struggle with it. And I think as achievers, we struggle with it. Um, so I, I, I'm trying to get, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at it. Uh, but I definitely sucked at it when I was first getting started a hundred percent. Um, what got, what kept me going was, I cared more about the people who I have than the people who I don't have. Hmm. And this was just more automatic for me. One, I guess, because YouTube, when I started in 2009, wasn't really a big deal. Influencers didn't exist. Um, there was no big channel doing it, especially in education or thought leadership. Most of the people posting, there was no podcast, you know, content, interview right. content, really. Um, so I did it cause I'm a visual learner. And at the time YouTube was the only visual platform out there, but really you look at all the growth uh, or lack of it <laughs> in the early days. Right. But, but the consistency was still pretty good. Um, we've done 12,000 videos or something like that wow. over 12 years, so like a thousand videos a year. Now, a lot of that is back backdated to like more current stuff. Um, I always focus on who I have instead of who I don't where most of us focus on who we don't have. So if somebody saw one of my videos 
and it had 200 views, you know, or 14 views. I'd focus on 14 people watch this. Like if you were to go give a speech at a library or Lions Club or YMCA or something and 14 people were there, you'd be nervous. You'd be excited. It's like, okay, it's like 14 people. Let's go. Let's start changing right. their lives. But because it's on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, we feel like a total failure that only 14 people showed up because you're thinking about who's not there as opposed to who is there, right? Focus on who is there. And, and def we default to thinking that we suck. We default to thinking that Nobody cares. This video didn't matter just because somebody didn't leave a comment. The amount of people who, and I'm sure you've seen this now from how many, you know, 400, 500 episodes here on the show. When you have a little bit of longevity, you'll find that people come, uh, they'll comment and they'll write to you and they'll say, Hey Jeff, like you don't know me, but that episode that you put out, or I've been listening and it's really changed my life, but they may never for years tell you that. Right. I had a woman who she was, uh, struggling with cancer and in the hospital, she was in so much pain and she would always watch my videos as, um, hope as inspiration. Right. And, uh, there was one day that was so painful that she's like, I don't, I don't want to live anymore. Like it's just, it's not worth it anymore for me. And her mom came in with the iPad and said, who, who's that person again that you watch on YouTube? Like, there's no way you're quitting and giving up. Like, who's that? What's the, what's that guy's name? And and she pulled up one of my videos and, and it helped her through the most um, trying time in her life when she wanted the whole thing to be over. And you I mean, in telling me the story, she's getting emotional. I'm getting emotional. I'm still getting a little emotional now just right. thinking back on it. Yeah. But But she watched, this was like five years ago when this happened and she never told me, she never commented on a video. She never, she never sent me an email and it's not on her. It's not like it's her responsibility to tell me this, but, right. but we default to assuming that we don't matter. That if you don't see the comment or the view count that, that now we don't matter. How about defaulting to assuming that for at least one person of those 14 that watched your video, that it was a life changing episode for them. Because as you stick in the game long enough, you'll you'll have these people come out of the woodwork years later to say how much that thing you made five years ago had an impact on them. Um, and so that's what I'll try to do is that, hey, whoever is watching this, I, first off, I'm here for them. I'm, I'm here for you, whether it's just me and you talking or we have a million people listening or 14. doesn't matter. I'm here. I, I don't show up any less for 14 than a million because it's who's ever, whoever's in the room. But then also for the 14 people listening or a million that... For one person, this might be the life-changing conversation that even if they've listened to 450 of your other episodes, that the way it all came together today, the, the magic sauce of, of yelling boom together and doing our thing, like this finally, it all for some reason clicks and gives them permission to go do the thing. I, I assume, whether it's true or not, that that's having an impact on at least one person listening to this today. And when you can at least think that way. It changes how you show up so that when I look at Jeff on my calendar, I'm already excited. When you look at making videos, because a lot of people, they look at, I got to make YouTube videos. I got to do an episode like, oh, I don't want to do that. It's already this weight. It's not that you don't want to serve or help. You just are afraid that it's not going to have any kind of impact and that you're wasting your time. Where if you decide, no, I'm going to show up for people and that if 14 people watch for one person, that's that's life changing. And if I just keep going, 
that one person is going to turn into four, it's going to turn into eight, it's going to turn into 20. Like if you focus on the people you have instead of the people you don't, the people you have will take you to the people who you don't. And most people have it flipped. Um, and then they quit or they give up or they, or they put mediocre content out. Um, and, and that's, that's a constant battle. It's a constant, it's not that like I've got it all figured out and I'm perfect all the time either. But when I'm alone, I, I'm sitting, I'm in my office by myself, you know, like there's nobody, I mean, my wife's in the other room, but like, I'm here, I don't have fans cheering and all this stuff, but I'm just talking to a camera. Right. And so it's that constant reminder, even for myself to get in the state before filming to say, this is going to be meaningful to somebody and believing it. I love it. And I love the piece around who you have versus you don't. And that's also related to expectations, right? Because we probably have in our subconscious mind when we're putting a piece of content out there, expectations, all right, I want 200 views, a thousand views, whatever it might be, instead of the assumption, changing it from expectation to assumption, I'm going to impact somebody. And right, the great Jim Rohn says, it's not the goal, it's who you become in the process of achieving that goal and imagine assuming, and I've had it where people say, I've been watching your videos and I've never once seen that individual like a video or comment on a video, but it just, it just comes out. So that, that's a powerful, powerful reminder, Evan. And I, I definitely, uh, definitely think as you're watching, listening, take that to heart, right? Focus on who you have, not who you don't have. And it's, it's also in the same line. We, we so often focus on problems, not the solution. And then you're going to get more of those those problems. So that's uh, that's truly amazing. So before we wrap up, I thought I'd end it with a funny question. You're a fellow Ooh. bald bald brother. When did you shave your head? When did you embrace the baldness? Um, uh, let me think. Let me think about that. By accident in Cincinnati. So I was on my tour in 2019, okay. and I was I was popping through different cities. We hit 23 cities in 90 days. And um, I used to go to a barber and all this. And like, you know, I'll just, if you're just shaving it down, it's a lot easier just to do it yourself. Um, and it's not quite like all the way shaved, but this is a couple of days. Um, and so my, my clippers burned out. And so we went to a store to, to get new clippers. And I wasn't as um, familiar with the, the settings on it. Right. And so I just start shaving, whatever. And then I'm halfway through and realize, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I was like, okay, well, it's already half off. So we might, might as well do the other side. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that's, that's how it that came to be. And then it just kind of kept it. Some days it's a little longer than others, but for the most part, just kept it on the same setting. That's too funny. Too funny. Just by chance. There you go. It, it happened. So Evan, where, uh, where can people find you? You've got anything that uh, you want to share to, uh, to the universe? Give, go give Jeff some love, you know, like this is how many episodes in we've talked about assuming that the content that we make is, is valuable. How, if you're a fan of Jeff at all, or you learned anything from this episode at all, how about you show them, you know, just tell them the impact that this show has had on your life in some way, where is that to the best place? iTunes, YouTube, like where do you want people to go? They have to pick one place. I would go to iTunes and, and leave a review on the podcast. Yeah. It would be fantastic. It, it takes like 45 seconds to go to iTunes and give Jeff a review and just post that. That stuff means so much guys. It may not sound like it, but it means, it means so much. 
one for the for Jeff, the creator, um, but also two just for for rankings and algorithms and what's being recommended and and all that stuff. So if you found any value in it, uh, or or Jeff's show, the best thing you can do for me is go go give him some love and tell him what this show means to you. Awesome, Evan. I appreciate you being back on the show. It was an amazing conversation. Have an amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Let's go. Thanks, You got Jeff. it. You got it. Thanks, everybody, <laughs> for watching. Thanks for listening. He beat me to the punch. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it, and I'll talk to you soon. Much love, man. Thank you for listening to the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. You now have the knowledge, but without action, knowledge is useless. Choose to act. Choose to step into your greatness and unlock that hero inside of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so more entrepreneurs can hear this message. If you absolutely love this podcast, which I hope you do, then share it up with someone you know who might see benefit from it. Become that beacon of change and together we can impact the world.